Today's guest is Denali Veda. Denali is a light worker, intuitive empath, enlightened life coach, and quantum healer. She had a near-death experience due to a brown recluse spider bite, and today we're going to find out what happened during her experience. Denali, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad to be here and share my story. And I love your channel, just wanted to say, since I just found it recently. Very interesting topic, and you know, resonate with it, and and that. So thanks. Well, th- well thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump right into it. Can we start on the day of your spider bite, and can you tell us what happened? Yes, this was um, during COVID. So this was right after we've been locked down, obviously, for a while. And all of us going super crazy and, you know, everything. This was right at the beginning of it and um, when we were locked down. But okay, so the end of it. And we could finally travel and we decide we're going to go to, I live in Indiana. And we wanted to go just like be out in nature. There's this beautiful state park, like Southern Indiana in Brown County and my husband and son mountain bike. So that was the main reason they wanted to go there. And I'm like, you know, anywhere's fine. (laughs) Like, let's just, you know, I want to get out of the house, get into nature, get some exercise and a getaway just sounded great. So we found a cabin down there. Um, We usually do Airbnb. I think it was an Airbnb and went down and the cabin was quite rustic we usually a little bit more rustic um than i was used to and and i probably should have checked for spiders now thinking about it realizing like it just was you know an old cabin and you know all kinds of who knows what other bugs were in there i mean it was decent but um it was our first night there and you know we had been hiking horseback riding and I was exhausted and, you know, just went to bed, said, said my prayers and just, you know, thought it was a normal night. Um, And when I woke up the next day, I had like, I was sore. I'm like, and I had this big bump. It was on my leg. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I I knew a spider bit me, Um, which I'd never have been bitten by any spider, but I thought, okay, well, you know, I don't know what bit me or, you know, how serious it is. It wasn't, it didn't really hurt that bad. It was just a little bit swollen. And my husband's like, oh, you're fine. You're, you know, there's no, I've been bit by spiders. You'll be fine. And I'm thinking, gosh, I don't want to go to the emergency room really, or I don't want to go to ready med and, you know, what can they really do? I just thought, and well, I'll be home in a couple of days and we'll see how it goes. And We ended up, I ended up not, you know, getting it looked at or anything. And um, it kept getting bigger day by day. It went on. And and then for day four or five, it was extremely painful. And I was starting to, you know, look up spider bites and try to figure out what bit me, what spiders were down there. I called like the cabin place and said, you know, do you guys know what kind of spider bit me? Because I mean, I really didn't know. And they just told me the couple kinds that it could have been. And they said the brown recluse. And I'm like, okay, great. That's, that's not good. But I was trying to be positive about the situation. I mean, we should always do that. Anything negative, try to look at the positive aspects and 
So this whole time I'm thinking, no, it wasn't a brown recluse and, you know, it's just sore and it'll go away. And going into day, my day started to blur. So this was um, day five, day six, seven, eight. And there I, I got at this fever. I started getting really weak and I just couldn't function. And I had to lay down and my husband wanted me to go to the hospital and I was like, no, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to people about it and I think it's okay. And I just need to rest. So I, I really had to, at that point, I was trying to just do normal things, but it was, it was really taking all of my life force away. I, I was just completely drained and getting dizzy and feeling lightheaded and not feeling normal. So I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to rest. I have to take this time and rest. And I went to bed, laid in bed, and started getting more dizzy, started just feeling out of it. And um, then I just, I got a little nervous. I got a little scared and thinking, there were comments of people telling me after I was bit, well, you could die. Well, you know, if if a brown recluse spider bit you, you know, you could die from that. And I know people that died from it. And then I was just going over all these you know, people that were saying that in my head. And then I thought, well, what if I do die? I guess, you know, it's, if it's my time, it's my time. And, and I started to just contemplate my life and, you know, I'm not that old. I have two children and, and I did get, you know, just a little bit like, you know, started to get sad and started to get, you know, emotional and really was just overwhelmed with emotion. Um, but I, and I was losing consciousness more and more. I was just like, I can't, I can't stay awake. I can't, this isn't, and that was making me more nervous thinking, well, this isn't, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. And maybe this is more serious and maybe it's too late now for me. And I ended up, you know, I, I, I know I was crying at that point, but I ended up going completely unconscious and <laughs> you know, thinking, okay, well, if it's my time, God's going to take me and there's nothing I can do. And I have to be at peace with, you know, if this was the way I'm going to go, it's not that bad. (laughs) I thought, and then I thought to myself, you know, there's worse ways, you know, that you could go, but, um, I started, everything went dark and, I I just had my thoughts and I didn't really have any conscious, didn't think anything, any awareness. It was like, just in the space of darkness and I saw light like coming out of me. I started seeing specks of light, like orbs of light coming out of me. And I felt, and I could still, um, not like I felt my body, but I felt my presence of like my soul. And I continued just to observe and it was just, Hmm, okay, this is curious. And, and, and just observing. And I wasn't like, freaking out and I was a bit emotional still and but it was more just okay I've never seen experienced this before so just in observation of trying to figure out what was going on and then I did see the tunnel that everyone talks about and in the tunnel of light was there before me and and I know all about the tunnel of light and help guide people through it and and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I guess this is my time and I'm ready to go if, if this is my time. And 
almost like as soon as I had that thought, like the tunnel closed and I saw a light coming back into me. So it was really, it wasn't my time. It wasn't my time. So it was very, I think, you know, they wanted me to see. And I don't know if it was a warning, you know, it just be careful, be cautious. And, and I was, I saw parts of my life force, you know, like coming out of me and then coming back. So it was very, very interesting experience. So I didn't meet any guides at that time, um, which a lot of people would do, which, you know, I'm surprised, but maybe it's, you know, I wasn't there long enough and there's really no time. I really, I have no idea how long I was there. Um, but coming out of it, I definitely had more just thankfulness. So, so thankful for like, I felt I was given another chance. I felt, you know, this was just telling me I need to appreciate my life. And I felt I already appreciated my life. I felt I appreciated, you know, God's blessings and, and everything we get, we receive that's good as a blessing. And, but even more and then some, I was like so appreciative, so thankful um, after that experience, just realizing, you know, every day is precious. Every breath is precious. And, you know, I, I did have Lyme disease in 2015 and I talked to you about that um, where I was physically disabled and bedridden for a year. And when I was able to come out of that and heal from that, I, I had this overwhelming thankfulness for my life, for things that I had taken for granted. And I think until you go through more traumatic things or until you lose something, you know, you lose something that's very precious to you, you take it for granted. We take, you know, waking up with an eye, you know, we have eyes to see when we wake up in the morning, we have ears to hear people take that for granted. I wasn't able to, you know, walk and just do every everyday normal things that I'm so blessed to be able to do again, because I know so many people suffering um, from autoimmune or from Lyme. It's debilitating. Many of them are debilitated the rest of their life. Um, So definitely both experiences just made me, gave me a new perspective and re kind of purposed me, repurposed me, I guess that's not a word, (laughs) realigned me and refocused me refocused all of what I needed to be doing. I think during COVID, all of us were tested all the, you know, during this lockdown, it it was mentally, you know, I am a coach. I am a teacher. I am an intuitive and just let alone the overwhelming emotions of people's fear and people's depression. It's very hard for an empath to deal with. So it was overwhelming amount collectively that like empaths and light workers were dealing with. So I think in that time, you know, I just, God gave that experience to me to like, you know, make sure, hey, snap out of this and you need to get back on your path and make sure you know, and you are doing and living your purpose every day. And, you know, I really hope for any individual, it doesn't take for them to almost die or to go through, you know, something very traumatic or debilitating um, to find that purpose and reconnection to living a life to our fullest in a, in a spiritual and mindful and purposeful way. And, you know, so I'm thankful that I had the experiences and I bless, I have a scar from the spider bite actually. Mm. And I was told that's to remind me, you know, appreciate your life. 
I, I and then, I, you know, I have this ugly scar and I'm like, you know, what? when I look at it, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm going to remember and make sure I live every day trying to be a better person than the day before, try to help more people and just continue sharing blessings that I have with others and teaching others and really blessed to be here. Thank you for sharing that with us, Denali. If you don't mind, I'll ask you a few questions about your experience. First, for a lot of um, experiencers, when they go into the dark space, I guess they'll call it the void. Mm -hmm. Um, Not everybody, but I think a significant number will say, even though it's dark, they'll feel Mm -hmm. at peace, they'll feel calm, they'll be in the space. Mm -hmm. And I think you mentioned that you were still kind of emotional. Would you, can you tell me anything about that? Yeah, starting out, first coming into it, and then that kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say I was, like I said, I was just observing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I was scared. I didn't feel that humanness as much or that emotionalness. Um, so it was just, yeah, really, I was like just observing, just trying to figure out what was going on and understand what was going on. So yeah, I was calm at that point going into it and, and just like, you're just checking out a space, just coming into a room or look, going into a new house. You're like, Hmm you know, what's here, what's going on? (laughs) What do I see? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't afraid. I didn't have any, you know, dread or I felt it was okay to be where I was in a sense. You went unconscious and then you eventually, you know, woke up, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say woke up there. Do you think it was a quick transition or do you think maybe you were kind of unconscious for a while and then you kind of woke up? Well, I know hours had passed, um, so it was. It, I'm not sure how long I was unconscious for. Like, I, my husband just thought I was sleeping. I was in bed all day. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is the day or two after that, I went and talked to my neighbor. I just went to get the mail, and she was sitting outside. And um, she's an elderly woman, and she tells me stories all the time. And I just told her how you know I was bit by a spider. And, um, that I I ended up going to the doctor after that happened, which was funny. I went to the doctor after that happened, but I was telling my neighbor, Oh, I got bit by a spider on vacation. And I think I'm okay now. She goes, you know what? My dad died seven days after being bit by a spider. And then I was thinking, Oh my gosh, it was day six or seven when that happened. Mm. And, and then I just like, Oh. It's just in my heart. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely, you know, you know, I died, but I, I'm here for a reason. And, you know, my heart went out to her. I felt so bad for her. I never even knew that. Mm-hmm. And we've been neighbors for like 11 years. And, um, yeah, she lost her dad seven days when she was a little girl after a spider bite. And what I found out, it was a brown recluse, was after I went to the hospital and doctors and looking at spider bites, and that's what they concluded. Mm-hmm. And I'm really lucky the minimal damage that I had in the area and it's, it's scarred. Um, but yeah, you can, you can have a lot of damage and lose your life. So mm. it was yeah. definitely a lesson for me and a test for me and, and uh, <laughs> glad to have survived it. Right. It's amazing to think about what kind of tragedy could happen from something that seems so small, like a spider bite. Yes. And now, I mean, I, I'm not like scared of spiders. I respect them. 
but I've never really liked them. But I do, I definitely notice if I see one and, but I do, I catch them and release them if a spider is in my house. But from now on, when we go on vacation, I check the bed. (laughs) I am checking and I guess that's a good, everybody should do that. This Mm -hmm. is a good tip for anyone watching. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know what country you're in, what state you're in. They could have even their centipedes that are very toxic Mm -hmm. and can bite you or very poisonous as well, I found out. Has your viewpoint on death changed? And what I mean is, are you, do you fear death any less or not at all now? I don't fear death. Um, and partly because of what I do as a quantum healer, I take people into that. I help cross over mm-hmm. spirits that are lost, that are earthbound spirits. Um, I connect with angels. I help people release demons and, during lives between lives, we will take, um, I'll take a soul through a tunnel or they'll go to their council in heaven. And, um, and I communicate regularly with my angels and I really know what's out there and what's, what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I have no fear of it and nobody should, no one should be afraid of death. And I think that's why one of the reasons why God has us experienced these near-death experiences and why we have any sort of spiritual experiences is to kind of bring our faith back and and reconnect us to God. And and you really, just from what I've seen on your channel and other people that I've talked to, it does, it helps, you know, to determine and helps you reawaken your soul. You know, there's people that just turn away from God or, they don't know what to believe or, you know, they just, they aren't religious and, and that's fine. And I tell everyone I'm not religious. I was raised Catholic. Um, I'm a recovering Catholic. I would say you know, it's, there's a lot of shame and guilt, uh, Catholic guilt that they, they teach you. Um, but I call myself an ominous because God has no religion and it's not about religion. And, you know, we're judged on our heart and, and our karma and, you know, it doesn't matter what you call God, Buddha, Krishna, Jesus. It's these are just different names for God. And what I found it, and this is what people need to understand too, and part of what I teach that it's so the religions, if you connect with that and resonate with that and you find God totally in that, that's great. Go ahead and do that and, and be a part of that. But there's many people that don't fit in in, in the religious and any and many religions. And so the way that I teach is letting people know, you know, God, that's okay. God thinks that's okay. And we just, he wants us to pray though. wants us to be, you know, still live a spiritual life, whether you go to church or not. Um, and try to connect with the spirit realm. And I think so many people are interested in this stuff because they want an experience. They want some sort of proof. They want to know, you know, more answers than what they've been told. Um, and what's really great about the work that I do is I help people achieve that. And I help people experience that, um, during a quantum healing session, you get to ask like up to 10 questions with me. You can ask what your purpose is in life. You can ask to connect to your ancestors. You can ask to connect to someone you've lost a loved one. You know, a lot of clients I see, it's people that are grieving that never got over their grief 10 years later, still grieving their lover or, you know, their mother and getting a message from them and helping them to move, finally move on and understand 
whatever happened in the physical, you know, they need to let that go. It's, it's really hurts the spirit who has crossed over when you say a person is just grieving still and not living their life and not being happy and just thinking of all this sadness and why not understanding why that person is gone and not living there. They're giving up on their life. And the spirit does not want you to do that. And God does not want people to do that. So it's really a tragedy when people have gone on years and years and years not living their life because they lost someone. Mm-hmm. Have you had any other paranormal experiences? Oh, many. I've, I've had very many. Um, I think to talk about my out-of-body experience, one of the most amazing and profound and spiritual experiences I've had um, would be when I had my OBE. And that was around... 2014, 2015, when I was very sick um, with Lyme. And I had a lot of experience. It was a big part of my spiritual awakening that year. I would wake up vibrating in the middle of the night. I was having vivid, vivid, intense dreams of the future. And I've had prophetic dreams since I was a child. But they were even more intense then. But so during my out-of-body experience, I would meditate a lot in bed. So I was stuck in bed a lot <laughs> and it was the middle of the night. I don't know, three or 4 a.m. I was listening to meditation music and all of a sudden, I mean, it, 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 I was doing this for a while. I was in bed for a while. So it wasn't really sudden. It, it took some time, but my body started to dissolve. I literally saw my eyes were closed, but my body was dissolving just turning into just disappearing. And then I saw myself turn into pure light, just a light being. And all of a sudden the tunnel was there and I shot through the tunnel. It was almost like star Wars. I would explain it as just like you're, I was going warp speed at the speed of light um, through this tunnels, like traveling dimensions and, and where I end up and I stop and I'm like in outer space. And so I'm there in space and just as soon as I got there, I see um, other balls of light, other beings of light. And they're just joining this giant, beautiful, spinning star vortex. Um, And I don't know the scientific term, what it would be in space, but was just in awe. And just in, as soon as I was in this space, felt overwhelming love, felt I was at home. I felt, you know, immense peace and just felt at one and and just like, this is where, this is where it is. This is where I'm meant to be and I'm home. And then I, as a light went and floated and became part of this, this was God. And I saw all these, you know, I saw I'm a part of God, you know, I'm a light that came from God and I'm rejoining God. And so it's showing me in Buddhism in Hinduism and many religions, they say we are all one. We all came from the one source. And this is just verified and confirmed that for me. And so that was an amazing experience. And what's funny is also everything was communicated telepathically while I'm there. I mean, I didn't have ears or a body. So um, the messages that I got there, you know, were amazing. And my overall message, I was, I was told 
my mission here on earth and, and what I came to, to earth to do. And really it's all of our mission. We're all supposed to be love and emanate love and, and teach unconditional love. And that's what God is. And the sound, there was actually a frequency. I would describe it as a song and more sounding like a frequency of this beautiful frequency. And the song was like a love song. And that, and that was just all that source was all that God was. I would describe God as, as an unconditional love song that when you connect to that energy, that when you connect to, you know, the heavenly creator and, and, and find out this, we are one, we are part of each other and this is who you are. And you channel that unconditional love song. So it was, um, a profoundly life-changing experience, that experience, um, even more so than the near-death experience. And it really led me to do the work that I'm doing because, you know, I think God takes you out of your body and shows you your star and, and have, um, you, you really kind of just can't live in the matrix anymore. <laughs> you come back and you're like, well, I have to change some things. And, and really I've lived my purpose for, you know, for spirit, for God and, and doing my mission and as a quantum healer and, and just every way that I can, I try to live as an example and, and try to be that love. And that's what the world needs. And healing comes from love in in all of my work. It's really the most profound healing is, is coming from the energy of love, which is coming from God and all healing comes from God. Reiki, you know, prana, anything you want to call it, quantum healing, it's all coming from source. I don't take credit for any of it. I'm just a channel and just a vessel that's helping guide it and helping embody it and helping teach it. So for me, it was, it was very amazing. I've not had, I've had other spiritual experiences um, that, you know, takes the cake. I don't know if I can beat that. (laughs) If I could ever, I'm like, what else could they really do to show me? Um, anything more amazing, but like I've had archangels appear to me. I was telling you um, just a few weeks ago how an angel was in my room praying and kneeling down by my bed. I was, you know, trying to sleep, tossing and churning a couple weeks ago. And I decided I'm just going to pray and I can't sleep. And I, I prayed for two hours, just prayed for the world, prayed for everyone that I could think of. And, prayed for myself because I wasn't feeling well and finally fell asleep. And then suddenly my covers were ripped off of me, totally ripped, completely ripped off of me. And it startled me. And I thought, okay, someone's messing with me. Who's here. And I thought a ghost at first since ghosts follow me home and are in our home from the work that we do because they want help usually. But I looked to my side, the side of the bed. And then I saw an angel just praying down this head down in a flowery robe with long flowing hair and you know, it was one of my guardians then and felt at peace and was like, okay, I guess I can go back to sleep. <laughs> and they just wanted me to see that my prayers were answered. So, you know, it's, I have, um, I'm, I'm very lucky and very blessed to see, you know, these spiritual things. And what's I want to tell other people is the veil is thinning right now in the world. Are you familiar with the veil? Well, yeah, but I thought you—you you know, it only thins for people who's who have had spiritually transformative 
experiences or NDEs or OBEs? Yes. Well, there's people that have spiritual gifts that are born with spiritual gifts, and then you can enhance them and awaken them and unlock them is also what I teach and advance them just like with any skill. Like if you're an artist, you know, you got to keep practicing. Um, So you and anyone out there, because the veil is thinning, more and more people are going to start having experiences and see things that they're not used to seeing. And I've had that already been happening like crazy in the past year. People contacted me because they know, you know, this weird stuff is what I'm, what I do. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, so you be excited because you're going to start seeing things. It's a part of the times we're in, Mm. that we're in the times of revelations um, is a big part of what I'm trying to tell the world and teach the world. And I've been saying for a couple of years now, this stuff with COVID, it's not a coincidence and nothing is coincidence. This is time for people to really awaken there is, there is a God, there is spirituality, there is so much going on beyond what our eyes can see and ears can hear. And whether you're psychic or not, I mean, you can see what's going on in the world is crazy. And this is, there's a lot of um, just prophecy you can research in Revelations yourself and see, wow, this is happening. So you're mentioning Revelations. Do you feel like we're at the end times now? Yes, we are. But it's not the end. Like... I don't want people to think it's a negative thing. So we've been taught, um, yeah, there's negative things happening, just like I've had negative things happen to me. Um, But there's blessings in disguise with all these. Like, look at, even though this past year we'd say this was a really bad year and all this craziness and we couldn't, you know, do all these things we wanted to do. But I got to spend so much more time with my family. I got to hike more. Um, I got to meditate more. There is, you know, there were blessings that were within that time that if you take whatever experience it is, try to use it and turn it around and try to find the goodness and good things from it. So when we say we were taught, you know, we're in the end times, it's the end of an age. We're in the end of an age and we're going into a golden age. And that this is an exciting time to be alive because the prophesized our land, like in Revelations, the promised land, we are going to see that in our lifetime. So there'll be no war. There'll be no hate. There'll, no, there'll be peace. There'll be no sickness. So these are, you know, we need hope more than anything. So I think God really and the angels really want me to just tell people, you know, we need hope and we need faith. And you need to understand whether you have seen something spiritual, whether you've seen an angel, whether you've almost died, um, really try to find that faith again and, and hope because we are we need it now more than ever. Mm. And the greatest way to kind of just be closer to God and have more spiritual experiences is having no fear. So many people are in fear right now of you know, all the things that are going on in the world. And that's one of the biggest tests that we're going through. And these are all tests, tribulations, tests, trials, excuse me, that we're going through to find the worthy and separating the wheat from the chaff because evil people can't go to heaven on earth. (laughs) And that's what we're creating. And, And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I've been shown heaven on earth and I've been shown the future and how beautiful it is. And, you know, it's really, I'm really glad I, ha- I have a chance to share that 
here and tell people such beautiful things await uh, us, all of us that are ready and are ready to learn our lessons, ready to grow our soul, ready to rise above all of this, this negative division and hate and animosity and, and all of the 3D, I, I call it the matrix, all the things that like, you know, the, the dark tries to suck us in with addictions, alcohol, you know, pornography. There's so many soul traps out there to be aware of. And for people, just start working on yourself, work on healing your soul, work on praying, meditating, giving it to God and trust there is a plan. And and don't watch, don't trust the news. <laughs> don't trust the news. They are, they are lowering your vibration and they want you to stay in fear. Most definitely. Do you feel like your OBE was the catalyst for you to be able to communicate with angels and ghosts or were you doing that before that? Um, definitely. I do. I believe it's, it's increased due to practice as well. Due to, I use crystals. I, the more I meditate and things like that, the more my vision is clear and the more I hear and the more I've been seeing visually. So yes, but um I've had prophetic dreams since I was a child. I can remember these dreams that I've had as a child of things happening now, but it definitely, and I think that happens with other clients that I've known that they've had a near death experience um, and then had a bit more abilities and started seeing and knowing more. So I think that happens a lot Hmm. and it's pretty, uh, pretty normal. Would you say that the OBE well, you probably did. How did the OBE spiritually transform you? Um, I'd say it's it was part of my awakening. Awakening um, happens to us. It's a spiritual experience. All these people are saying they're woke now that they don't understand. Um, awake. It's it's really awakening and enlightenment is, and it's a spiritual experience. And so it just took me into my next level. And it takes years of awakening god shows us things in bits and pieces we don't get it all at once because it would be overwhelming and we wouldn't understand it Mm. so definitely um it took me to my next level and took me off of my mundane and matrix um you know life to just you know live a completely dedicated life to what i'm doing did you have any after effects from it that have to manage Hmm. my empathy was increased as well i think um so and and that took years to practice and this is a thing i really try to help people that are other empaths and light workers learning to protect your energy from someone that's depressed someone that's angry someone that's anxious because we are so sensitive to other people's energies that empaths are absorbing everybody else's energy and that took me um, quite a while to to make sure, build my shield up, make sure I always do that, and practicing how to protect myself spiritually and my energy spiritually, and even in my work because people come in that are you know super depressed, bipolar, addicts, suicidal, and if I'm not careful with my energies and and calling on my archangels, I always call on Archangel Michael to protect me. He's He's God's warrior and protector. Um, I could be overwhelmed with their emotions and be absorbing all of their emotions and and take on those. So, yes, that I think was one side effect. But 
empathy is a superpower. I tell people, like, people are disappointed, like, oh, I'm an empath. It's so depressing. I feel everybody's emotions. I'm like, no, you don't have to. <laughs> you you have to learn how to be an awakened empath and not, like, the victim empath. Mm. But I'd say I only have good side effects, really. Mm, that's great. <laughs> You know, we were talking earlier about the veil being pierced. Would you call that the ascension? And what is your opinion on the ascension? Okay. New earth and and what I was just talking about, it's all interrelated. Mm. And this is a lot of what my work and what the angels want me to tell people and Mm. teach people. Um, The veil thinning is going to help wake people up because if you never believed in a spirit, you never believed in angels and all of a sudden you see one there. Mm. So that's going to help. Wake, wake people up. So mm. this is all done on purpose. It's all divine timing. And ascension is part of the prophecy to where we're ascending to higher levels of consciousness and humanity and the earth is, is ascending, like raising up our consciousness is kind of how I describe ascension, describe what ascension is. Um, so it's a spiritual Um, upgrade big spiritual upgrade for all the souls that make it and light workers if you're familiar with dolores cannon that's another name for like the volunteer souls that came here because humanity was in all this darkness and there was a cry for help from the souls of earth and the volunteers come and came and the light workers um, came to help bring more light and bring the healing and bring god's truth back to humanity because a lot of it's been hidden and kept from us. Since you practice hypnotherapy, can you tell us what was the most impactful case that you've worked on with someone with hypnotherapy that even kind of shocked you or startled you and made you just keep thinking about it for, for days on end? Hmm. Okay. Oh, I've had so many good ones. I think The first time I came across a demon and was very interesting. It was a, my chiropractor actually. And I, the angel has been telling me he needs to do a session with you, get him to do a session. And, you know, I was trying to entice him in all these different ways and get him to do it. And he's very spiritual and very open, Um, but he needed, you know, some soul healing. And he finally agreed to, it was like a year of me trying to talk, you know, just suggesting it, not really. You know, I'm not, I would never push or be forceful, but so finally he agrees to it. And he was, he's, I have my healing house. My healing room is in my house and it was the day of his appointment and he's like running late. He's late. I'm like, what's going on? And I, I, you know, intuitively I'm like, okay, something happened. And he calls me and he got in a car wreck. He totaled his car on the way coming to see me. And and then the angels were telling me there's a demon, there's a demon, a demon wrecked his car. (laughs) And so I told, I told him, look, we're still going to do this. And if, if I know I'm warned ahead of time, usually if there is a demon, they can't come to the house. I have to do it online because otherwise I'm inviting them in and they're hard to get rid of in your eyes. So I don't, and I have, I have a teenager here who's vulnerable. That's not spiritually protected. Um, so I ended up driving to his office and praying the whole way there and brought all of my things there, all my crystals and my holy oils and brought my Alexa. So I had my healing frequency and 
just brought my iPad to film it, record it on, and, you know, saw some signs on the way back. Um, my One of my spirit birds flew and was, like, following my car the whole way there. So I'm like, yes, I'm protected. I'm good. And I had never dealt with, a, you know, a demon before. So that really just encouraged me. And I know, okay, I'm going to be okay, and this will be fine. And it was actually getting into the session he was killed for being for witchcraft in this past life. And we get into, he's talking about the people are coming to get him and he was just overwhelmed with fear and he knew he was going to die and he knew they were going to kill him. And that's when the demon got him because he became overwhelmed with fear. And so that demon had been with him every lifetime since and cursing him and talking to the demon, which is interesting. We talk to the demon and it's not like I get goosebumps, you know, whenever I talk to like a negative entity, I'll get goosebumps. But um, basically we talk to it and we find out, you know, how he got into his soul and what he's been doing to him and, and all of these things. And, and I was just told in my mind, you know, my guides are telling me, tell him to face the demon. He has to face the demon and tell him he's no longer scared anymore. And so he went through, I told my client, you know, Hey, you have to tell them you're not afraid. They can't hurt you anymore. You're, you know, you're this new man, you know how to protect yourself and no one's going to burn you alive in this life. You have nothing to fear. And so he went through and just affirmed, you know, his power and saying, you know, you can't hurt me. I'm not afraid of you. And the demon was like, goodbye. That was it. (laughs) And, but the energy shifted in the room, like immediately. Mm. Um, from going, there was like this heaviness and this haze and it just shifted and it was gone. And, you know, and I'm still friends with him. This was a year ago and his energy is different. His personality was different and he's, you know, definitely more blessed because of it and was very happy to, you know, go through that experience. And, you know, spiritual warfare is real and spirits are real. And so many people are vulnerable and wide open and oblivious to how spirits attach to you, how they affect your life, life in so many, you know, negative ways. And so it's a godsend to be able to have, you know, a teacher of, of my element or somebody like me that can help people that are struggling with, with things that are, you know, they might not even know it's a spirit, but we discover, you know, we find that and, and help release it and help them learn the lesson and how not to get another spirit attachment or a demon, you know, controlling them. Have you ever had a client that when you took them into hypnosis, they had alien encounters? Yes, I've had a few, um, none that have been abducted yet. Like I, I told you one story, um, one of my early sessions where she went to a memory I was in this life and she lived in the field. She lived in the country and she saw and heard like it seemed like a helicopter had landed. And it was in the middle of the night in the field behind her yard or behind her house. And, um, excuse me. So she went to go look and went to see like what's going on. There's something landing in the field. And she had this like overwhelming feeling of dread and just really afraid And when she looked out the window, she saw it was like a military helicopter is what it looked like. And there were three men like going like this to her, like telling her to come on. They didn't speak, but they were maybe she wouldn't have heard them. They were far away anyway. And she was very confused and 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 scared at the same time. And but something stopped her like physically. She said she was going to go out the door. 
And one of her guardians stepped in, one of her guardian angels stepped in and physically stopped her from going out the door. And so we can, when we connected to the higher self and asked about that experience, they said those were three gray aliens. They weren't men. They weren't human that they either, you know, they either have technology to appear human or it's some sort of illusion, you know, or spiritual trick of the mind. Um, And we asked, well, what would have happened if, you know, they took her and they're like, Oh, she wouldn't have, she would have been gone. That would have been it. So, you know, luckily her, her spirit guardian and guardian angel saved her from that. And she's, she's a light worker as well and, and a psychic and um, has a lot of work to do and has a big mission here too. So we're, we're glad that they didn't get her, oh. <laughs> but in that we've channeled, I've channeled quite a few aliens um, in different sessions and, and those are fun and interesting. All right. Well, let me switch gears on you. If someone wants to find out more about what you do with your um, healing sessions, do they like, do you? Do you you have a website or are you on Facebook or? Yes. Well, I have Facebook, um, Denali Mind, Body, Soul on Facebook. And I post daily spiritual inspiration, wisdom on healing, just love, light and positivity. Like Facebook is full of negativity. So it's like nice to see, you know, and those are people I follow, people that are posting, you know, Mm -hmm. things that just uplift you. Um, And then I have a YouTube where I share some of my client sessions that decided to share, which that's a great place to start. If you're thinking about having a session is to watch one of my client sessions on my YouTube is Denali Mind, Body, Soul as well. And then my website is just DenaliMindBodySoul.com. And that has, you know, a lot of my info on there, of course, and you can send me a message if you have any questions and a few of my videos are posted there as well. Are you a public or a private person? And what I mean by that is if someone just happens to message you on Facebook, do you respond or? Oh yeah, I have, there's, I have a business page on Facebook, so it'll go, I have a private one as well. And then a lot of people will request me on my private page and I used to add, you know, like everybody, but, um, I've stopped doing that and just really keep it for friends and family because I can't add everyone and, and, um, filter and screen everyone. I get friend requests from all over the world. I work with people all over the world online. Mm. You know, we're lucky, so lucky to have zoom. It's such a blessing mm. that, and the, and people will ask, well, how can you do that online? And there's some controversy with some QHHT people will not, you know, say we should not do online, but that's all we could do with COVID. And I think that was the tr- that was letting, you know, the world know we can do it. It works just as, just as well. And I've done them, had them done on myself and it works just as well. I do prefer um, if the client is local or not that far away, I prefer and love in-person sessions because I do use crystals and anoint their body with holy oil and, um, and lay hands, healing hands as well. So I, and I like to connect with people personally, of course, but I can't do it with them all. So before we wrap it up here, do you have one last message that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, I just want to thank you and just sort of remind people, as I was saying before, to keep hope alive, keep faith alive, um, love yourself, love your family. Don't be afraid. Don't fall into the fear trap. Do not fall for the fear trap and, you know, just be focusing on the things that we can control. Focus on love, focus on healing yourself and, and being 
no matter what's going on in your life, you know, trying to stay centered, trying to stay connected to source, to God, whatever you want to call our, our, our universal creator. And, um, you know, try to find yourself and find that connection. We all, God's waiting for us all to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and loves when we do. Thank you for that message. And Denali, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciated it. And I wish you the best. Well, I, I say the same to you. God bless. And, and thank you. God bless you and have a great night. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.